0: You know, the cold open to this particular day's program was gonna be light, it was gonna be airy, it was gonna be fun. And just before these cameras turned on, Elle takes an unprovoked, just punch to my gut, to my face in a figurative fashion. The accusations, so heavy, Elle, that I don't write my own material? Wow. You think you know somebody, and then you don't.
1: That hurts. Total outrage over nothing. Welcome what? to the L Duncan Show with an outraged Gary Strysky. Over nothing. There was like three, four very funny ways we could have opened this show. And Gary chooses instead to be like, oh, my feelings are
0: hurt. Yes. You know, sometimes you can't talk about the fun. Sometimes you have to talk about the nitty gritty. And here we are talking about you and your new watch telling you to stand up. And I'm like, L, every time I watch the 6 p.m. Sports Center, you're up and you're about. You're going to hit that stand goal. And then you just come out of nowhere from the rafters and you're like, oh, I forgot. You don't write your That's own.
1: That's not story. at all what happened. You're not even telling the story at all. I said That's that- how I remember it. I said that my stand goal is absurd because we live we work a very sedentary job it is i mean you see me stand for 30 seconds for on cams or 3 minutes for segments but we sit and write and then when i realize well some of us sit and write some of us don't write they just show up and kind of ad lib and well do gary things that's crazy. look really pretty man crush on dudes
0: that's nuts
1: fantasy team
0: Good. That's um, and a so here pretty shortly.
1: So you know, but it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's it's all good.
0: Okay. It's you're well, fine. I hope you hit your stand goal.
1: Today, I'm actually. Elle. I'm actually more upset because I just discovered something about Gary. People always do that, like, what's your pet peeve or what's your? I in general get along with most all people. I enjoy people, even the kind of people that people don't like. Mm. I just like want people to be unapologetically themselves. Yeah. And so I can get along with just about everyone, but there is, maybe it's a personal character flaw, oh. a type of person that I unabashedly and unapologetically judge. And I think you just revealed you're one of those people.
0: Damn. And
1: those are the people that stand at the standing desks.
0: Oh no, that's Randy Scott.
1: I judge the shit out of you. I judge you. I don't like it. I hate it. And I am talking to... My beloved producers of my 6 p.m. sports center, Real? they all stand. The and it's awkward. It's weird. It ruins the flow because some of us want to sit. Some of us want to relax, right? Some of us want to just take Eat a chill. load off. We've been Eat chasing chill. little baby children around all day or yep. doing whatevs. I want to sit down, get in my space, and write. But meanwhile, I've got your crotch in my face because you chose next to me to stand.
0: Mm-hmm. Weird desk setup is what I'm...
1: It's just awkward. And then there's just like these uneven desks everywhere. And I don't... You know, here's my thing. If you think that you're hitting some personal health goal, instead of standing for five hours, you could just, I don't know, do like a solid 40 at the gym. Just like put in a solid 40, get your sweat up, and then you don't have to stand. You can be like me and enjoy the comforts of your chair. Boom. Ergonomic and all. And you just said... You stand at your desk, and I think that means you're kind of a D-bag.
0: I don't, don't, I do not, I don't stand at my desk. I work with many people who yeah. do, but I'm glad to know that there's just one group of people that you don't like, and it's desk standers. We stand mm-hmm. in unity, figurative standing in unity um, with, I thought you were going to go with like, I don't know. Al-Qaeda or something, but
1: desk well, I mean, I think you're the worst. Yeah, I, I think you know terrorists <laughs> okay. are probably high on everyone's list. <laughs> okay. I just mean the kind of people you wouldn't expect. And it's not that I don't like those gotcha. kind of people. Yeah. It's that I just think it's showing, a- You're
0: showing off in the workplace. Yeah, I
1: think it's a horrible fatal flaw that you should change. I think yeah. it's the thing that you should change about you if you're a standing desk
0: person. Don't you dare introduce those little treadmills in front of the desk.
1: Listen, if you have your own office, cool. That's sick. Do you? I don't care. If you want to do the Peloton ad in your own office, knock it out. But if you are standing in a group setting, mm-hmm. communal area, no. we don't even have dividers. You literally are just standing and your butt is in my face the whole afternoon.
0: I'm with you on that, L. I'm glad that we circled back. Be
1: considerate.
0: And found ourselves on the same page yet again.
1: You're is in my face could pretty much describe the Cowboys choosing to keep Mike Ooh. McCarthy. Ooh. You know what's so I funny? I think the person that was the most outraged today was Dan Orlovsky. Um, he said it yesterday on SportsCenter, uh-huh. if, if Jerry Jones doesn't fire Mike McCarthy, he's not serious about winning a championship. No, he's not. It's an interesting take. And uh, he decides to keep Mike McCarthy and he used his record, right? and record, first Cowboys coach in history, right, to have three straight 12-win seasons gets a little help because of 17 games. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. Jerry Jones has not been a real risk-taker. I think he has that reputation. Like, we think of Jerry Jones as sort of being off the handle, really impulsive, but he really hasn't been. There's this great article that's up on ESPN.com right now that talks about the last time that Jerry Jones made a real sort of impulsive decision or a big decision, a risk-taking swing for the fences decision. And it was back in 2012 when he moved up to the first round to take cornerback Morris Claiborne. You remember that? I do. And then he signed Brandon Carr to a huge deal. That was like the last time. So now everybody thinks, Gary, that this is an all or nothing season 2024. It is. And I'm thinking, oh God, are we already gonna do this in January? We haven't even finished this season, and we're already going to just <laughs> – we're already going to put everybody on the hot seat of January and Cowboys. Like, for this reason alone, he should have just it's fired them. What do you think of the move to keep him around?
0: I love it. We talked about this, um, you know, when we were throwing our flags uh, in Tuesday's episode. Do you get rid of McCarthy? Do you get rid of Dak Prescott? Uh, Dak going into his final contractual year. And I was watching First Take, and I was watching Get Up, and I was, I was hearing our guys talk about the decision – and it, Chris Canty was like big proponent of how could you keep Mike McCarthy when you have the best coach of all time just out there in the ether, who by the way, Bill Belichick taking his second now interview mm-hmm. with the Atlanta Falcons. That seems like it's about to be um, a conclusion uh, agreed upon. He's going down to Atlanta. But it, I revert back to our conversation that we had about that dynamic in that Belichick and Jerry Jones can't coexist because Belichick wants 100%. So automatically you have to exclude Bill Belichick just because you know fundamentally those two personalities are gonna clash, they're not gonna get along.
1: And we're not getting any indication or word from Schefter or anybody else that Jerry Jones even reached out to Bill.
0: Sure, yeah, because he has somebody in the building. And what do we know about Jerry Jones? He likes to control everything. He likes to have a face of the franchise as it relates to being a coach. But he wants to be able to pull the strings behind the coach. That's why Jason Garrett lasted for so long. People were like, why is Jason Garrett the head coach of the Cowboys? He hasn't done anything. He had Tony Romo. And it really looks like Romo and Dak Prescott are running parallel paths is because Jerry Jones had full control over Garrett. And with Mike McCarthy, you have a coach that's winning 12 games a season that you can still puppeteer, so to speak, on the back end of things you don't have a better option to go out there. I mean, he he's a proven guy in Mike McCarthy in the regular season. I don't know You just what,
1: keep hitting with I, the same caveat though. I
0: know, I don't, I, but- Regular well, season. But well, what are you supposed to do? Like who else can you go get? Mike Tomlin, he's gonna step away for a year. You're going are you gonna hire, would you hire Mike Tomlin if he was available? Well, of course you would hire Mike Tomlin. Okay. If he
1: was I th- here's the problem with all of this. It's not about Mike McCarthy, his record, with all due respect. Some of it is definitely about his coaching decisions. Huh? You got out-coached multiple times, and especially in the playoffs. The problem is, Jerry Jones, more than anybody else in all of sports, not just the NFL, in all of sports, is the face of desire and passion Mm -hmm. of wanting to win a championship. When you think about someone, he's like Gollum in that ring in Lord of the Rings. My precious. It's like, I just imagine Jerry just fantasizing about this championship all the time. We think of him being willing to do, he's 82 years old, being willing to do anything to taste victory again. That's who we think of. Mm -hmm. But this move does not align with that, Gary. It does not.
0: Can I float an idea out there? Mike McCarthy, he spoke at 11 o'clock Eastern time here on a Thursday, talking about him being retained and he's going to be the head coach of, of the Cowboys next year. That doesn't mean Jerry Jones can't, Have a change of heart. You'd have to pay him out, whatever. What if Jerry Jones picked up the phone and called Nick Saban? Because a lot of people were asking, a lot of people were insinuating that Saban decided to retire because he doesn't want to fight the NIL battle, right? I'm just throwing this out there as a hypothetical. If you're talking about a proven winner and even if it's a guy who coached at the collegiate level, obviously everybody knows Nick Saban can transcend that. Is that a little morsel to nibble on? no. No, at all.
1: No, the one black stain on Nick Saban's entire career was his 25 tenure years in the NFL, ago was his tenure in the NFL 25,
0: thirty years ago. Doesn't
1: matter. Why would he do that? Why? Why on God's earth would he be like? You know what? I've had this legacy career
0: because he's got a whole bunch of Bama dudes on the Alabama team. But that doesn't. And so what? They're ready to win.
1: If you're to believe. Him and take him at his word on yeah. why he decided to walk away. It wasn't because of health or because he was slowing down. It was because he didn't think that he could give what was required mm. to win at that level. So you're telling me that again, at 72 years old, he's going to just go, you know what? Let me come on to this new organization back in the NFL, which is like the one black mark on my whole career and try this again. Why? He spent his whole time at Bama completely erasing that black mark of a stain. Uh-huh when he was the Dolphins coach. like That was sort of the one caveat, like, Ugh. And it still is, like, hell of a college coach, like, Ugh, in the end. Why would you sign up for more of Damn, I, w-
0: I wouldn't even think about that. The, one, the, the, the sound bite that I took from him sitting down with our Reese Davis was, I had a hard time committing to these families and players that I was gonna be here for three years, four years, five years. Cool. Sign so a two, three year contract with the Cowboys. <laughs> Like they're ready to win now. They clearly have the pieces in place to win now. If it's, if it's a strategy thing, if it's a, if it's a playoff strategy thing, a personnel thing, Nick Saban would be the guy to assess that and put pieces in place. I don't know. I think it's more intriguing than, than, maybe, we, than maybe people would let on. I don't know. I think if Jerry Jones picked up the phone call, that might be a good conversation to have. I think it's just a function of people
1: being surprised Nick Saban retired. So just assuming Nick Saban wants a job somewhere else. Hey guys, sometimes people really do just like want to walk away and then just like let it go. America's team though. I mean, if you can't let it go in your seventies, when can you let it go? Um, Speaking of letting it go, I have had to let go the notion that I am not a particular person. Sometimes Uh we laugh at people. We'll be like, man, that guy is like on one. And then you realize you are that person. And
0: you go on. I think it
1: hit me in the last 24 hours that of my fin- friend group, I'm the Steve Ballmer of my friend group.
0: You got the most money? Hell no. <laughs> Actually, I, I wish. I know some of your friends. You're up there. Right, doesn't say. You know that ain't true. <laughs> hey, yo, you're um, up there.
1: <laughs> and you know it ain't true. Steve Ballmer is just so irrationally happy all the Hell time.
0: Hell yeah. Wait. For real?
1: Yeah. Okay. Like he Oh, are you saying it like that because you're surprised that I would say someone that's always happy all the time is like me? <laughs> Wait.
2: Are I don't want to catch I don't want to passive aggressive. I don't
1: want <laughs> no, no, go ahead and, and share with okay, the group.
0: Well, I, maybe I walked in l- this morning. Are you <laughs> saying I'm not always happy, Gary? <laughs> I don't know am I allowed to say that you're what not What are you listening? trying to say, I don't Gary. know what am I allowed to say. All I'm saying is you know sometimes like this today I I I had to ask L, I said, L, you better turn that frown upside down. I don't know what the frown was because of.
1: It's not that I'm not ever grumpy. Of course I'm grumpy at times. I get upset, I get mad. But I mean in that no matter what I'm doing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm having like a pretty good time doing it. That's okay. That is. And I feel like that is Steve Ballmer. Even when they announced a couple of years ago that they're gonna build this brand new stadium, mm-hmm. and he was just at the time, he was just like fascinating on how many toilets there would be. And if you've seen Steve Ballmer at Clippers Games, he's the owner of the Clippers. You guys, he's just like, it's amazing. He's like on happy bath salts. He's just like always like pumping the crowd and screaming and making noise. He's just like on one. Liddy 5000. Yes. As evident by just this week when he gave an update on the new arena that the Clippers are building that's really coming. It's called the Intuit Dome. Yep. I'm Intuit. And it will be available and open later on this year. But here he is giving an an update um, about, again, these damn toilets.
2: And I'll just say, we want this to be the penultimate basketball experience on the planet. As good as it gets, the pinnacle, the peak. Now, of course, some year, somebody will bypass us, but man, we've put everything into getting ahead of that in this building. But if you look where you can't see behind me, it's what we call our wall of sound. It's 51 rows, top to bottom. It's steeper than anything you see from this adva- vantage point to try to bring the fans in closer to the game.
1: Okay, so there he goes, and he talks about we've got a bunch of toilets. I guess I shouldn't say toilets. They're not odd toilets. There's also urinals.
0: T.M.I., Steve. Well, it's pretty important. Have you ever had to use a restroom and it was just a trough? I'm a big proponent of bringing a trough back. What?
1: what? Oh. um. Just a well, big
0: bathtub attached to the wall.
1: That is, no, I think a, that's a, for a men's room where you guys do like the trough urinal where you all yeah. kind of just- It's assuming. awesome. No, that's gross. Big crazy. trough guy. I did have to pee in a hole at a subway in Japan. There's just a hole in the ground and you pee in it. That's how they do it. Yeah, it was fine. Hell yeah. It was still nicer than some bathrooms in New York. What I'm saying. So this new Clippers facility, It's going to be huge, 85,000 square feet. It'll be right near SoFi. It's going to be mixed use. They'll have restaurants. They'll have a concert stage. it will be be a halo scoreboard that will go all the way around. So even fans in the nosebleeds can have a great vantage point.
0: I would have a headache. Some of of the vantage points, I was like, I'm looking straight at a screen.
1: There'll be plush suites. There'll even be bungalows so that you can escape the noise, they say.
0: What, what they is- really mean is escape gin pop. You don't want to be around the minions. Let's go to a Clippers game, but we're gonna go to it and then just hide, hide. from everybody. Yeah. They used to have
1: the, those suites available when I worked for the Atlanta Hawks. And let me tell you, those were the That's real true. celebrities, like the ones that don't want any attention. They kind of want to be there, but they don't want to be there.
0: Some stuff went down.
1: Stuff's going down stuff's back going there. Down. But this is the part, and he mentioned it, he touched on it, that had me going, whoa, Nelly. This is too far. Yeah. Oh. I understand this is L.A. I understand that we're progressive. I understand that things are not as taboo as they used to be. Mm -hmm. But when I saw that they have a whole separate section, he said it 51 rows Mm -hmm. called The Wall. What he didn't mention is it's for OnlyFans.
0: Yep, that's right.
1: Well, you say that like, that's like, yeah, that's right. I understand OnlyFans has become like a huge thing, yep. but how on God's earth, because they keep saying it's, it's for OnlyFans. So how are you filling 51 rows of OnlyFans content creators? And also, how are you even proving for them to get the tickets that they're OnlyFans creators? Huh. Do you have to like flash them?
0: Uh, what, that be, passion? Passion transcends the internet. Do you? I mean, L. While-
1: I don't, I just feel like- You're painting- I get it because there's not like a lot of like homegrown Clippers fans, but the idea that you would have a whole entire, i am
0: just- yeah, you, Well, you're painting, you're painting a great, you're, you're painting great imagery in my head. So I want you, I want you to continue with it because it's, it's actually, it's a nice, it's a nice visual. And I don't want to be the bearer of bad news because you are perpetually happy and you, you would have a good time with- the OnlyFans?
1: Yeah, maybe just for feet. Just up, for feet. Just for
0: feet. They, they have a whole whole yeah. whole whole niche for that. I I hate to inform you mm-hmm. that the wall is only for fans.
1: For yeah, for fans only fans. Only.
0: Fans of the Clippers only. Oh. <laughs> Although that would be a lit section. James Harden would- only- I was
1: like, why is no one <laughs> talking about this? It's a whole section for only fans. This is going to be the most incredible F the basketball. James just Harden was with
0: you, right? That He was like, let's go. I only want to score on that end of the court. Hell yeah. Everybody scores. Everybody At all times, you just pay a little bit of money and then you- yeah, get to score
1: wait. let's let's hash this out a little bit because I was at first sort of concerned, but now I'm a little concerned they're not doing this. This feels like a real money making opportunity here. Oh, right. There's
0: some money making. could
1: you could you do something where you have some sort of protected? tinted, you know, covering over the OnlyFans section and the people that are in the arena could pay extra to access a pair of glasses that would allow you to see what's happening inside the OnlyFans dome.
0: I mean, you know, it is smart to think about protection in that case, for sure, (laughs) for sure, would probably distract... Oh, oh, oh. oh. I know it's the internet, L, but you can't just say... You can. It's you can a dome. It, it is. It is the into it dome. And let me tell you, people would be into it. <laughs> Everybody named Becky gets in free. Holy shit. I, we got to be there for the grand opening. Can we make that happen? Sports I'm, just center on the sa- road?
1: I'm just saying, can we workshop this with Steve Ballmer? Because I bet you that my tiny miscalculation is an opportunity for Mm -hmm. someone and if not in LA for sure that shit works in Atlanta
0: do you remember when the American Airlines Center in Miami was up for sale naming rights wise and there was a particular adult entertainment website that tweeted out that they would like to bid for it yeah and we had a good time with Mike Breen's signature three point shot call Mm
1: -hmm. how would that go
0: (laughs) Welcome to the Bang Bros Arena. Gosh, please edit that part out. Cause again, our bosses, listen. <laughs> and I they don't. said
1: we have to go to a commercial break and we should do that before we run out of people that are willing to do commercials on this show. Yes,
2: Run it! Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a Bet Reset up to $1,000 But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
1: I think we just need to air out a few grievances right now on the show. I'm tired of the internet coming after my girl, Dawn Staley, coach of the women's basketball team for South Carolina. You know why? She decided on Monday because her team was facing the Bucks in the wild card round of the postseason to wear an Eagles jersey yeah. to her game with Kentucky on Monday night. Here's the thing, Louis Vuitton Don stands so hard for Philly. She goes hard for Philly, and the people were going after her for numerous reasons. A, this ain't about the Eagles. This is about women's basketball. How dare you take the attention off women's basketball?
0: Was there a point made? No. Oh.
1: Okay. B. I mean, that's pathetic because the Eagles are trash, and why would you cape for your team? And finally, a smaller portion of the internet, Okay. but a loud one. Why on God's earth would a grown-up in public, not at an Eagles game, yeah. wear an Eagles jersey?
0: See, that's a pretty loud contingent of my Twitter following um, that has the how old is too old to wear a professional jersey debate? Mm -hmm. Maybe that's because of all the time I spent in Boston, and maybe that is the official going out wardrobe of any man, 18 to 39 in Boston. I had to make sure I fit in that age demographic.
1: So let me tell you, um, when me and Gary lived in Boston, we had this co-host, I'm not gonna say her name, but you'll know exactly who she is when I start imitating her. Yes. And she is just an angel, beautiful, from Canada, from Toronto, a very <laughs> sexy city. Yes. So she's she's into oh, vibes and scenes yep, and everything. Yep, yep. And we were living in Boston for like six months. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she had just like had like little grumblings about Boston and just sort of the scene in Boston when we went out. But we went on to eat one Friday night and she was looking fabulous as she always mm-hmm, was. And, mm-hmm. you know the whole bit, the nails, the hair, the stilettos, like everything, and we go to this restaurant that she was hoping would be a sexy vibe, mm-hmm. and as soon as we walk in, she sees a man standing there in a Celtics jersey and Red sock shorts, and she just starts going, oh my God, why is everybody in Boston so fucking basic?
0: <laughs> she also said that everybody in Boston was ugly. <laughs> But coming from Toronto, that's a sexy city. I'm I'm
1: laughing because literally the jersey broke her. She was like, "Why on earth would a grown-up on a Friday night go to a nice restaurant where you have to make reservations and wear Celtics uniform?" And you're right. So you're you're a little skewed because Boston, I think, is in a total vacuum of that. They're a silo.
0: It's acceptable there.
1: You can wear you can wear one to a wedding. It really doesn't matter there. Like it's just like part of the uniform. But I am a big proponent proponent of like, no, I don't think that you should be wearing like- Just in general. Well, no, I don't, when you're not at the game. I don't- Oh. Like, I think you can wear a, a uniform or a jersey at the game. I don't mind that. Now, here's where I get a little- I get a little weirded out by like, like the 50-year-old dude who is sitting in a section where he's never going to get a foul ball uh-huh. with a glove.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. See the glove? The glove, that throws me off more than the jersey. Yeah, the glove thing to me, it's it's more of a convenience factor as to why I don't bring it to a game. It's just I don't like I like to be mobile. I like to be nimble. I like to have everything upon my body. That's why I don't bring a glove. Do I respect the people who do bring a glove on the one in a bajillion percent chance that they would actually get a foul ball? Yeah, kind of. But how much more badass would it be if you boom barehanded that thing?
1: Yeah, but you well, Sick. you're only saying that because Gary one time did. he did go viral for bare handing a ball. he did in the camera. Well, I'll give him that. He's not just a pretty face, guys, That's right. He's mildly athletic, too. Um, but yeah, I think I think you're I think you're okay there. I do think the glove thing is weird. You just you only get a glove if you sit in sections. You know places that are high probability for a foul ball. If you're bringing a glove in protection of your family, fine. but if you're just bringing a a glove to the game, <laughs> so that you can beat out children for a foul ball no
0: (laughs) damn okay my favorite take that l's ever had and i laugh about it every time i bring it up it has nothing to do with jerseys or gloves but this kind of reminds me of the same position that l has on 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 looks and appearances is what did you say about feet the only time i see your feet you better be walking your into the right.
1: ocean men should men should never have their toes yeah, out so,
0: so if a dude comes pulls up to you at a function with a baseball glove in hand sports jersey barefooted you throwing up on site. I'm gonna
1: puke <laughs> I'm gonna literally vomit I'm gonna ask him about his decisions <laughs> in life
0: that's so funny.
1: I'm doing the That's same so thing funny. for Novak Djokovic right It's now, so funny. Because he's capping.
0: Novak. What Novak do. I'm not
1: like the biggest fan of Novak. I mean, okay. you know, self-professed. I just think his whole vibe throws me off. I'm like an energy person. Okay. I feel like I read people really well. Uh-huh. I don't know that man at all, but okay. he just gives me like That's a, good a start. bad vibe. He just gives me bad vibes. Okay. Maybe it's the whole, you know, trying to sneak into a country because you wouldn't get vaccinated thing. Uh-huh. Who knows? But he did something yesterday at the Aussie Open. Hell Yeah. There was a heckler in the stands, and the heckler, I guess, apparently, like, just got to Novak. After a while, Novak was like, enough! Okay. And engaged this fan. And this is Novak talking about that interaction.
2: And at one point, I had enough, and I asked him whether he wants to come down and tell it to my face, you know? And uh, when you confront somebody, you know, uh, unfortunately for him, he didn't have the courage to come down, you know? So... Um, that's what I was asking him, you know, if you have courage, if you're such a you
0: know, tough man, tough guy, come down and tell it to my face and let's have a discussion about it, you know. So he you know, he was apologizing from far away and that's that's all it is. Cap. I love it.
1: Lies. What do you mean, he's Kat? Lying. He's lying. He you know what? Because the same way that a fan can do those kinds of things uh-huh. because he knows that he's not going to actually get to engage you, Novak Djokovic knows that if that man had taken him up as an off on his offer and started walking his ass down those stairs before he could even get one leg over the thing, uh-huh. security is tackling him. Game so is it's the very game. it's very easy to be Mr. Tough Guy. Do you have courage? Can you imagine? Do you lack courage? <laughs> <laughs> Can you face me? No, because even if that man had said yes and called you on your bluff and a bluff, it was. There's zero chance he gets one foot within Novak Djokovic.
0: Game is the game and security is there just doing their job. But L, I relate this to the same people you said it before, I said it before. The people who chirp you on social media, chirp you in, at restaurants from afar. Maybe that was the outlier because he actually did. Mm-hmm. But the same people who chirp you, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. If you gave them the opportunity to say it to your face or even interacted with them more oftentimes than not, they'd be like, oh, wait, no, just kidding. Didn't think you'd see this. I'm sorry, big fan. And that's exactly what happened to Novak Djokovic down there in Melbourne, no?
1: Probably. I mean, yeah. I feel
0: like that's, that's the same thing. I'm just- and also, I don't call cap on Novak. Listen, he might lose the fight because he's, he's a tennis player, not a fighter. But there's a reason... Why Eastern European people were always the ops in the Steven Seagal movies yeah. and the Die Hard movies.
1: Because those, those
0: dudes don't play. Yeah. You get in that Eastern part of Europe and they sound like they're about that business. Okay. You think this neighborhood dangerous? Is that what you're... Yeah, yeah. Keep going. So I just think Novak is about that life.
1: Oh, no, keep going. I like that accent. Just keep going. I'm really interested. To see it's actually... It it, no, it's all I got. Okay.
0: It's all I got. <laughs> it's all I got. So I'm just saying... Had dude come down, yes, security would have stopped him. But I feel like no. The funny thing that I like to think and envision is the dude coming down and him saying exactly what Novak is saying: "Hey, come say it to my face." And the guy then does. Then what? Yeah. And he's just like, "Okay, cool. You said it to my face. Yeah. Now go back up to your seat. <laughs> like, what's gonna happen? Nope. Novak gonna swing on him? Correct. That's not gonna yeah. happen." but I like everything that leads up to it. Also,
1: that guy's so sensitive. What's really heckling? The dude was probably like, you're not the real Joker. He's in Denver. <laughs> and the guy's like, Oh, Ugh. his
0: fellow countrymen. Okay. The actual scary one, by the way. Y- yes. Again, about that life. Yeah. That one. His I'll brother straight up true. called out the Morris twins. They're like, if you want to fight, <laughs> his brothers created a Twitter account just so they could tweet the Morris twins and yeah. say, if you are about that action, yes. let's fight. On site. It's on site. These dudes are Zangief, Street Fighter-esque. They are ready to fight you anyway.
1: And we're ready to tell you who is going to be singing the Super Bowl anthem. And let me tell you, for this podcast, it's right on brand.
2: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
1: So we already know who is going to be performing halftime at the Super Bowl. Er, Ursher. U-S-H-E-R.
0: R-A.
1: We're definitely going to have a whole entire, like, not show, but, like, at least a whole segment dedicated to just predicting Usher songs. Uh, for the Super Bowl when we get a little closer to it. But it was just announced who's going to be singing the national anthem before the Super Bowl, and it's Reba McIntyre. Oh,
0: working nine 2 No, I'm just playing. That's not her. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, Elle. I'm going <laughs> Jolene. Jolene, Jolene, Jolene. Jolene was lean in on that Dallas Cowboys star Thanksgiving. But anyway... Reba.
1: Yeah, Reba McIntyre. Post Malone is gonna sing America the Beautiful.
0: Post Malone went,
1: you know America is beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. There's gonna be a lot of vibrato. That's pretty good. But I can hear There's, it right now. You went full it. country. Yeah, Post he's, Malone, he
0: performed at the CMAs.
1: Yeah, he's definitely- he, uh, He's
0: singing Joe Diffie now.
1: Mm-hmm, he can do it all, really. Yeah. Um, Andre Day is going to sing Lift Every Voice and yep, Sing yep, before yep. the game. And then of course Usher is going to perform. That takes us right into our Pickums and because we've just established that we think you should not ever wear a jersey unless you are at a game and you don't even think in those circumstances either
0: my position is um it's cool to wear a jersey but you can't wear a jersey of a player that is um younger than you so right. like i'm very limited so you eventually get aged out of wearing jerseys completely but it's a but it's a slow aging out process gradual process like right now or like legends right like I go to a Celtics game, I'll wear a Larry Bird jersey. I go to a Red Sox game, I'll wear a David Ortiz jersey.
1: Yeah, but you know, like that athletes are young, right? So you're 37. So pretty much you've aged yourself out already. Exactly,
0: which is why I can only then wear retire like I'm not pulling up to a Red Sox game and wearing a Rafi Devers jersey. Sorry, (laughs) sorry, not gonna happen. I'm not pulling up to the garden and wearing a Peyton Pritchard jersey. (laughs) It's just not gonna happen. But like Legends and dudes who are older than you, you're allowed to.
1: All right, so here is the challenge. We're going to do our pick 'em games. Whoever is the most right.
0: Okay. Oh.
1: To level this challenge, which is that the person that loses has to wear a jersey. Okay. Like out to dinner in our town center, which, by the way, Is incredibly bougie for Central Connecticut. Yes. Yes. And um, people would definitely look at you like, "Why? Ew,
0: gross!" Yeah, that's going to be crazy. Just pulling up in a Bijan Robinson jersey to Bar Tacos, Ronald Acuna. (laughs) That's so random.
1: All right. So here are the games. True. And um, you know what? We can um, go back and forth here. Okay.
0: Okay. We have to do obviously since it's an even number of games, we have to have a tiebreaker scenario. Sure. Okay. Of the final score of the last game. All right. the city, Buffalo.
1: So we start with Saturday game, and in the AFC, we've got C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud already became the first rookie quarterback to beat the number one total defense. Mm-hmm. Now he's trying to be the first rookie quarterback to beat the number one scoring defense yep. when they face the Ravens. And I think this is when their luck runs out. I'm going Ravens. And
0: I am on that Stroud Ooh. pack. I am on it. I am confident hey. in it. I am yeah. sold. Give me h Hein, Miko Ryan, CJ Stroud. Shock the world. All
1: right. So in we, Baltimore. We opposed there. Boom. I hope hope our producers are keeping track of this. And sure. I think we're
0: just going straight. Actually, we'll see. We'll
1: see. Okay. We'll see. All right. Niners-Packers is the nightcap on Saturday. Because um, again, our one seed's finally back in action. Mm-hmm. Can Jordan Love keep the juju going against Brat Purdy and the Niners?
0: I think this is where Jordan Love's run runs out. Luck, rather, runs out. Going up against two defenses, but we haven't seen a defense on the NFC side of things just as, as grimy as this San Francisco defense. Give me the Niners.
1: Yeah, I'm going to take the Niners here too. Okay. All right, Sunday, we've got the Bucks and the Lions.
0: This is a a good one. Where does your heart tell you? Where does your head tell you?
1: It really depends on the weather, I think, in Detroit. (laughs) I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to pile onto that poor street reporter. True, 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 true. Um, So Bucks Lions. You know, this is a tough one, but I have more faith. I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. I have more faith in Jared Goff than I have in Baker Mayfield.
0: Which is weird because he's won six of seven. I know. Baker Mayfield has been... Dishing it. I know. i mean it.
1: Yeah, he had a really People good game against him. the Eagles, but the Eagles quit. I mean, they gave uh, up like weeks uh. ago. So I'm still going to go with the Lions here. I just think like, honestly, I think the Lions played as tight as they did against the Rams last week because getting that win, like when you're talking about getting your first postseason win in over 30 years, yep. you play tight. I think they should have beat the Rams by more. I think getting that sort of proverbial monkey off their back, yep. you're going to play looser. Like, this seems like a team destined for something. Yep, And I think it's not destined for a divisional round exit.
0: Yeah, give me Detroit. I just think it's going to be so awesome um, if they take care of business against the Bucks and they are in a freaking NFC championship yeah. game, right? And let's just say Green Bay, against all odds, beats the Niners. Detroit hosting the NFC championship? Incredible. <laughs> That's sick. I would <laughs> love to see that. We have friends from Detroit and that would just be like cool to see them see something that they literally probably thought they would never see just five years ago, 10 years ago. So give me the Lions.
1: Give me the Lions there too. So right now we are only dissenters on one,
0: one game. So that's why you have to great. This yeah. Last game first.
1: All right. So chiefs and the bills.
0: This is good.
1: Third time that we're getting Mahomes versus Allen in the postseason, And of course he's been blank twice
0: talking about Josh Allen. Yes. First time that Patrick Mahomes ever has to leave Arrowhead for a playoff game, though, and he has to go into one of the most hostile places yeah. in the league to Correct. do it.
1: He says he's excited, Gary. He yeah. knows it's going to be awesome, but he wants to go. Some, I don't know why I just made him sound like coach. Yeah, hey,
0: listen, some people operate on that like me against the world. Everybody in this arena hates me. Sure. Some people, some people thrive off that. Yeah. Me, Trey Young of the Hawks, like I would that. absolutely crumble.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Who are I you going with? That. Kansas City, Buffalo.
1: Yeah, this is a tough one. Um, just because the Bills are so beat up, you guys. Like and I they're can't, hemorrhaging talent.
0: I can't, tr- I can't trust them.
1: Yeah, it's hard because here's the thing. They didn't turn the ball over. Yeah. Um, which is why they beat the, the Steelers. And the Steelers are great at making people turn the ball mm-hmm. over. The Chiefs defense has been their strong suit. I still feel like the Chiefs offense is just not totally there. And yep. even though the Bills are banged up, up I'm going to give them the home field advantage in this one and just say, it's their year, man. I I'm I'm at the point now where I'm like wishing nothing more than a Lions Bills Super Bowl. Like Hell one of those yeah. poor, sweet. The fan Rust bases. Belt deserves it. They need it. You know, Middle America needs this. Too. I love Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I'd love for him to be in a Super Bowl, but uh, yeah. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Bills here, um, purely because it just maybe feels like it's their year.
0: Gosh, this is difficult. Um. I had my decision 60 seconds ago, but now I'm flip-flopping because I would love to see Josh Allen get over, like you mentioned, that that, that hill. But give me the Chiefs. Okay. Give me the Chiefs. Right. Uh, okay, yeah, no, give me KC. Just for no other reason than they have final the best answer. player in the world. Okay. All right.
1: There you go. So uh, we got to do a quick tiebreaker. Ooh, Let's do the okay. score. Chiefs, Bills. I'm taking the Bills, and I'm going to say the final score is 28 to 24.
0: That's a good score. That's a good score. Kansas City 31-30.
1: Ah, okay. 30 points. All right. There we go. So uh, those are our pick'ems.
0: We got we got some we got some good old-fashioned just Americana in this in this uh, divisional round here. Detroit just blue collar salts of the earth people, yeah. they deserve it. Buffalo, same thing. Baltimore, same thing. Love it. Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. So there we go. Those are our picks. And as always, we say the same thing every single week. If we're wrong, I'm sure you will not tell us about it
0: in our mentions. And if you are following us for betting advice, you're watching the wrong program and trying to get you some of that shmoney.
1: Correct. But if you want to know who we would rather, mm, stick around. Back on The L. Duncan Show with a little this or that Would you rather, L. Duncan uh, style, you ready? Yes. As your head coach for the Falcons, Jim Harbaugh or Bill Belichick?
0: Ooh, okay, storyline-wise, it's Bill Belichick. If you're an actual fan of the team and you need player development, specifically offensively, Jim Harbaugh. That's the football answer. The cool answer, the, oh my gosh, the hoodies in Atlanta is Bill Belichick. I know you're not a believer of Desmond Ritter, but if there's a quarterback whisperer that can try to turn him around, no, he's not the future. Zero chance. He's not the future. You're gonna have to go get somebody. No, but let give him an opportunity to cook. Nope. Okay. Absolutely not. Okay.
1: So if you think that you bell Belichick, I'm gonna go with Bill then. Okay. Okay. Playing in minus 20 KC wind chill or 90 degree Tampa heat, which one would you rather?
0: I hate the heat. I hate the humidity. You know me, I'm on record as saying winter is my favorite season. Yeah, weirdo. Give me minus 20 KC windshield. You're running around, adrenaline's pumping. You don't even feel the weather. You know what you feel though when it's hot? Booty sweat. You feel that sweat trickling in your eyes. Oh my gosh, it burns. I can't see anything. Heat and humidity and then you're in this helmet, claustrophobic. Nah, we disagree again. We disagree. Again. Did you say
1: that football players feel claustrophobic in their helmets? Yeah, I did. That, a thing that you think that they feel.
0: Definitely. Okay. Listen, as a as a as a former high school high school football, football <laughs> player, as a former high school football, player. Well, I'm glad player, for you adding that. Um, yeah. You know, it's kind of a, it's just a thought that I've had yeah. before. Yeah. I've I've been concussed once. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. Just for, once? For JV football, of all things. Oh, that's insane. Man, I I was putting my brain on the line for some JV football. Yeah. There was no girls in the stands. Yeah. I was out there playing for ego think and a you, chance to suit up on Friday.
1: Think of who you could have been if you just man. didn't want to, you know, go off on JV football. I was I actually liked, pretty nasty. I like this question. Ha- Who would you rather have as a wingman, Nick Saban or Pat Riley?
0: Come out. Are you negative 20 or are you? Oh, 90 degree heat. Okay, cool. Shh,
1: I'm Southern, please. All right, here's the thing. I played softball in 90
0: degree heat. Oh, yeah, that's true. You went to sleepaway camp. Sure in did. Got mono. The, the summers of Georgia. Give me Pat Riley. That's there's See,
1: I knew you would bite that because he's so smooth, but that's the point. He's gonna take your girl, Gary. Nah. You're supposed to be a wingman. Nick Saban's kind of an ass. Like he's sort of an So, like, he's not going to steal your girl, but he's got, like, enough stories that we hear he's a little bit funny. He could probably charm
0: you. Pat
1: Riley is Mr. Steal Yo Girl. He is charming the pants off her.
0: Here's the thing. And I'm going to actually adopt a line from your husband, my friend Omar, as it relates to the fear of your boys maybe swagger jacking you. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to make this podcast appropriate. But Omar told me, can't have them all. So, while Pat Riley, yes, okay, Pat Riley, yes, yeah, might get his pickings out of a group of five or six, I'm gonna leave you two or three, yeah, or one, just one, you'd only need one, okay,
1: I know Omar well enough to know that's
0: not what he said either. He said you can't I'm all, <laughs> I know he did say that he said that he said that at the bar one night in Boston, I was wearing my Tom Brady jersey, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the girls were just all over me oh, because yeah. I was wearing my Tom Brady jersey, huh. All right,
1: one shot for a million dollars or a yeah. half court shot as the mascot for the trampoline dunk?
0: One shot for a million dollars. Okay, half going to me like I'm five.
1: Okay, you get one shot for a million dollars. Would you rather have a half court shot or have to do the mascot trampoline oh, dunk?
0: Dude, I'm yamming on that trampoline.
1: You think it's easier than it is. It's not easy. You, you ever in been that on a trampoline? Musty, have you ever been in that musty mascot costume
0: you act like shooting a half court shot is like easy half the people that we see take those shots can't even get the ball past the three-point line they're not athletic plus give me a mascot uniform because it pads the fall when you inevitably need the floor to break your fall but i'm breaking that fall on a stack of cash because i'm yamming that rock okay
1: and lastly i'm for sure give me the the mascot, Dunk, as well. I know my limitations, there's zero chance I'm getting near that rim for a half court. Boom! And finally, whose family reunion would you rather go to?
0: The Kelsey's or the Gronkowski's? Whose family reunion would I rather go to? The answer is obviously a member of my Polish family, my Uh Polish community, is the Gronkowski's. Okay. It's an easy answer. Obvious reason, see? They're a lot more fun.
1: I'm throwing you a wild card. Because of where I am and my station in life, Mm-hmm. My energy level, uh, my taste level. See what you're saying. The Mannings. Oh, I want to go to their family
0: reunion. Chill. They're
1: having wine. Yes. Somewhere fancy. Yes. They're hopping PJs. They're being quiet.
0: They brought a hibachi chef in.
1: They've got yoga. Yeah. You probably learn how to roll sushi. I'm not trying to funnel anymore okay. and do keg
0: stands. You didn't give me that option because otherwise yeah. I'm pulling up to the function too. L, let me go. I got a quarter zip. I'll wear it. Let's go,
1: let's get the invite. Okay. First, let's just start with the Manning broadcast before the uh, we get the invite to the to the yeah, family reunion. Nice. Let's also get out of here with okay. a fun what the hell fact of the day. Okay. And the fact of the day is that the Baltimore Ravens go through 30 to 60 Uncrustables a day. If you live under a rock or have never been to a grocery store, Uncrustables are the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, so good. crust already removed, you can buy them at the grocery store and they, they're they like a little pocket, yeah. a little pocket of, of peanut butter and jelly, and it's just like the right portion, and they're right there. And our producers wanted to shame the Ravens. Who? Our producers, Chris, Every Sarah, one. Christina, all of them. And I know what? they did, because they kind of said like, a, <laughs> we should talk about like, when you should stop eating like little kids' food. And I was like, don't you dare besmirch Uncrustable Eaters, let me you. tell you what, okay? First time going on a charter for the Red Sox, get on the plane, all right? They're like, we wanna take your order, Like we're having legal seafood. I'm trying not to act like country comes to town, but I'm pumped. I'm like, oh, we get legal seafood? Then they come around with Chick-fil-A sandwiches. I was like, what the, how can this get any better? Legal seafood, Chick-fil-A sandwiches, oh my God. You know what's coming next, Gary? The mother snack baskets. guys on the charter, on the team plane, here come these lovely sweet flight attendants with just like a box of every snack you can imagine. Mm -hmm. And one box specifically curated Mm -hmm. just for the Uncrustables crowd. Every Uncrustable you could think of, specialty Uncrustables. You had strawberry, great. Take your pick. Yep. Probably a boysenberry, probably. Damn. And when I tell you as much as I wanted to just be Quiet, you know, you don't want to, like, it's yeah. my first trip. I don't want to make any waves. I want to be low maintenance. If you could have seen me stuffing, when I thought everyone was asleep during the charter, stuffing Uncrustables in my purse.
0: It's a heady move. Like
1: a mad one. I took like eight or nine Uncrustables. So I think I get away with it. I'm like, yes. we're good. Everything's fine. We get to the hotel. We're flying to Atlanta. We get to the hotel. It's the Ritz Carlton and Buckhead. Mm-hmm. And we go to check in. And of course, they need my ID. Yes but I had stuck all of these Uncrustables in my purse. So to dig for my ID, I had to take the Uncrustables and put them on the hotel. There
0: she is! She got them! Uncrustables thief!
1: (laughs) I revealed myself as the Uncrustables thief, and and yeah, and it was a thing, because apparently they were a hot ticket item. Like, everyone loves the Uncrustables for a late night snack, whatever you need.
0: You brought the hamburger to life, except it was just Uncrustable form. Hell yeah, worth it!
1: I like wrapped my arm, like I snaked my arm around the chair because the snack compartment was right in front of me. She, the the, the chairs in front of me had all the snacks, so I thought I was being sly. I snaked my arm around.
0: You're just go go gadget. I really arm. was,
1: and just taking the Uncrustables and just putting them in my bag, as you do when you're making sixty thousand dollars a year and <laughs> living in Boston. <laughs>
0: Them Uncrustables oh, hit different go. when you're imagine, on a budget.
1: <laughs> imagine that. You're on a charter with the Red Sox, all that money, and you're stuffing peanut butter and jelly sandwiches in your purse so you can guarantee yourself a meal. i nom
0: um, nom nom nom.
1: That does it for the old Duncan show. We'll see you next week. Send PB&Js or all snacks.
0: That's what I had for dinner last night. Peanut butter jelly sandwich. I'm not kidding.